Welcome to Road to Redemption. This is a wonderful program. We're encouraging you from where you've been to where you're going. And we have a great friend of ours here with us, Ricardo. He's going to be sharing his testimony and really as an example for so many of us, how we can relate to this story and also get hope from it. And maybe for some friends and family members, you might take this testimony and say, hey, this gives me hope for them as well. Ricardo, thank you so much for being with us. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here today. It's awesome, man. Well, first off, tell us, where are you from? How did your Road to redemption start where was the beginnings well it all started in chicago chicago the south side of chicago and south uh, side yep the fun side you know <laughs> yeah i hear you i hear you so tell us a little bit about your your childhood upbringing well i, I grew up in a uh, catholic household okay you know hispanic catholic household so my mom was someone who's really devout into the church yeah and we grew up going to catholic school and being right. taught yeah you know, me but, too yeah being taught the Bible, being taught about God, but it was one of those things that it was more out of duty to my mother that I was involved and right. I was doing things because yeah. she wanted me to. Whereas, well, I, w- I was looking at other things in life. Sure, I think growing up in the city and you know it's a it's a place where you can find a lot of trouble if you look for it. It's not hard to find. Absolutely. So when you when you were a kid or even in, as a teenager, how did you view God? I know it's a very general question, but like, was that, what, did you believe that God existed or was that something you like lived at church or how well, did you view that? Well, the belief in God always existed in me. Okay. There, there was no doubt about it that God existed and God created the world, but it was more he wasn't present in my life and yeah. not because he wasn't present because I just didn't have him right. present in my life. Right. It was just more one of those things. I was living in the world, going out and just doing what society was doing, doing what every kid on the street was doing yeah. as opposed to following the will of God and following what my mother had for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you think your mom was kind of aware of that or was there anybody that was kind of challenging you on that when you were younger or even as a teenager? Oh, of course she was very aware of that, you know, that, that was the whole, mama that, knows, mama knows, that's right, you know, that was the whole reason my mother and father, like, worked so hard to be able to keep us in Catholic school, yeah. because, well, the public school system in Chicago, is a little, yeah, it's a little, a little rough, different. you know, you, you find a lot of bad apples in there, and it's, yeah. it's easy to find trouble, and she wanted to keep us away from that, but, you know, when you want something, you find it, and, mm. I wanted trouble. Yeah, sure. and so you're able to find it. Well, and with that too, was there any certain point where you almost almost could could sense God's protection? Because now looking at the end of this road to redemption, where certain things you were walking through, where it's like God was preserving you, protecting you through that time, or any particular stories that just stand out to you where you're like, hey, this was a wake-up call for me. Well, there was always moments that God was present in my life, yeah. you know, and, and I, and I attribute that all, all the time to my mother's prayer. For me. Right. Right. You know, my mama was always praying for yeah. all her boys and making sure we were all taken care of, even if we weren't praying and seeking out God ourselves, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there was many instances where I just searched for the street life, you know, I, I wanted to be out there and be the man on the street, you know, right. get, get people to recognize me, get people to sure. know me. I wanted to make money on the street and yep. it was completely the wrong way. You know, I got in, I got involved in, unfortunately, drugs and yeah. hanging around with people who were selling them and eventually people getting me to start pushing it and moving it and selling yeah. it. And I mean, sure. there was a point in my life when 
I got into debt with somebody that I owed money to for wow. some product that I was supposed to get rid of for yeah. him. And well, unfortunately, I got in a situation where I was held up, had a gun to my neck. Oh my goodness. And my life yeah. was threatened. And well, at the moment, my life mattered more than the drugs. And I was like, hey, take him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'll deal with the situation later. Well, dealing with the situation later came to pass that the guy I owed money to took a pistol and hit me in the face with it and beat wow. me with it and yeah. basically made it known that I had to find his money for him or wow. it was going to get worse than what he had done to me. Yeah. And mm. so many people, you know, still see things, wow. and whether it's movies or some type of, uh, you know, someone sharing their story and it doesn't feel real, but to you, you remember those things. You remember being there. And so many times for us, we can sit there and say, well, the road to redemption is, 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 pretty, pretty short. You're like, yeah, it was just, it was no big deal. You're like, no, this is no small thing. This was a huge, right. huge occurrence in my life. And I remember where I was brought from. Oh, I, I remember the moment vividly, but it's, it's crazy yeah. because though I remember it, it doesn't seem, even seem like it was me anymore. Right. You know, right. I sit there and I go, who is that guy? Yeah. Like that, that doesn't even seem like it happened to me anymore because of where I am in my life nowadays. I can't even picture being in a situation like that anymore. It almost sounds, sounds like a different person seems like a different person. Oh like, yeah. It's like, I know I lived it and I, and I remember the experience, but then it was like, I was watching a movie. Exactly. Like exactly. It, or if it was like an act I was doing at the time, you know? Yeah. Well, with that, going to the next chapter, um, yeah. Nate, you guys were talking yeah, about this, how you got here. It's, it's incredible, Ricardo, because it's just, I, I love how the Lord works because like hearing these these stories um and but knowing you it's almost like i i i can't even believe that that past ricardo even existed man yeah. I, that's what i love about god's grace yeah can just yeah, totally so make awesome. you a, a new creation really and and um your life has obviously been radically changed oh yeah I can, I can see that and um tell me about that tell us about that what what did that look like what do you look like what is it like now like your relationship with the lord and and what has he brought you from and well you know i i spent a lot of time when i was living up in chicago telling myself I'm going to change my life. Yeah. Starting tomorrow, I'm going to, I'm going to be a new man. I'm going to change my life. Well, tomorrow never came. It was <laughs> one so of those true. things that every day I woke up and it was yep. tomorrow, tomorrow, but yeah. never came about. Yeah. And it wasn't until one day. And at the time I was lost. I called it an epiphany, but in reality, it was mm. God putting this on my heart and putting it on my mind that in order to change my life, I needed to get away from Chicago. Sure. Now, at the time, I had my family living down here in Destin already. My parents were living here. I mean, they weren't very happy with me and weren't, they've kind of had given up on me at a point. Sure. And, but God put it on my heart that I need, in order to change my life, I needed to get away from the environment I was in. Wow. Because yeah. I was going to continue hanging out with the same people, hanging yeah. out with the same knuckleheads on the street, yeah. getting into trouble and doing the same things and getting arrested and... Mm one day end up six feet under, if not mm -hmm. in a jail cell. Right, right. You heard the Holy Spirit. You may not have even realize that you were hearing. Yeah, like I said, yeah. I, I, that time I was like, oh, I had this epiphany that yeah. came to me, you yep. know, and yep. that, that wasn't the situation. It was yeah. the Holy Spirit speaking to me, you know, God putting this on my heart that I need to radically change my life, drop everything, disconnect from everybody, get away. So I packed up every little thing I had and I got in my little Honda Accord I had and with my entire life down here. Wow. Showed up at my parents' doorsteps without them even knowing I was wow. coming down here. Yeah. And I'm in mm. my mid twenties at the time, you know, grown man, well, grown man physically, not <laughs> mentally, you know, but I show up to their house and I didn't know how they were going to receive me. Mm -hmm. And at the moment, you know, my parents have always been loving parents, good Christian parents. So they took me in and just, you know, I 
asked them for their forgiveness and they accepted me wow. and brought me in, gave me a place to stay. So I was able to have so Reminds me of a Bible story, actually. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't put a robe on yeah. you, man. Yeah, they put a ring on his finger. And <laughs> no, no, they weren't going to spend Told money you to take a rings. shower, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but they, they gave me a roof and a bed and a place to stay, wow. you know, and they were always open arms to me. And that love and compassion mm. has been instilled in me ever since, you know, that I've got to have that love for the world because Christ had that love for, for the church. Yeah. Yeah. The church being part of my family, being part of the church. Yeah. You know, my parents emulated that. Sure. And showed me that love. And so they gave me the opportunity to stay with them and change my life. And I took it serious for once in my life. Wow. And I started changing my life. Well, it wasn't until I met my wife that mm-hmm. I started to bring Christ into my life. You know, as much as my mother continued to push it and push it and push it, I still shied right. away from church and shied away from the Lord. But when I met my wife, she's the one who started coming to this church, coming to Destiny and was always, come on, come come with me, come with me. And I was mm-hmm. like, nah, nah, I didn't mm-hmm. want to, I didn't want to. Until finally I came just to please her. Mm-hmm. And I got into this auditorium in here and to the sanctuary and I was like, Okay, yeah, I'm here, but it's it's just going to be like a priest at the Catholic Church. They're just going to preach and make me feel bad about everything I've done in my life. (laughs) And all of a sudden, I just start seeing people throw their hands up in the air, worship and sing and everybody. Like the atmosphere changed around me. And that that was actually the the first time I'd ever seen you, Nate. Mm -hmm. And you were up on stage. And like I was telling you guys earlier, like you were one of the reasons that I started coming more and started relating to the church. It's like wow. the music is what touched me. And wow, like, awesome. I was like, man, this guy can sing. Yeah. This guy's got some vocals, you know, <laughs> yeah. some talent. And so it's what I looked forward to. And then I heard Pastor Steve up there and I'm like, wow, mm. this guy doesn't sugarcoat it. He puts mm-hmm. it out there, lets you know yeah. how it is. And he's not playing games here. Mm-hmm. And I, I started little by little, love every moment of it. You know, I went from kicking and screaming to not wanting to be here to wow. all of a sudden, I'm involved in the church. Yeah, I'm you are, Ricardo. And, you're you one know. of our um, one of our key guys, and and I know the team. Um, you know, you you mean a lot to him, and you serve. You're one of our weekend yes. warriors. Every weekend, yes. you know, you're you're showing up with a smile on your face, and so I just want to say thank you for that as well. Um, your your heart it. to serve, and it's just cool seeing what you've come from. You know, a gun being held to your head, and now you're you're serving in the production team for a church every weekend and, and That's it, um, just God's blessing it, man. I can see that. Well, you know, it's, it's an awesome thing because, you know, I, I used to live all week long mm. to go party on the weekend. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, what what are we going to drink this weekend? Where are we going to party? What mm-hmm. girls are we going to meet? What are we going to do to all of a sudden I work Monday through Friday mm-hmm. and the thing I aspire for all weekend long is, all right, which camera am I going to do this weekend? Awesome. At church, you know? I love that. Yeah. I'm like, well, what's the worship team going to give us to uh, yeah. put up on the screens, you know, and cool. put up online. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's really exciting to know how it's the drastic change in what I look forward to on my sure. weekends. Yes. You know? It's amazing. That yeah. is amazing. Well, and now looking forward with that, we have so many people who can relate to that story, Ricardo. I mean, many, many people, especially where we happen to be, but no matter where they're listening to this, they can say, you know, I've got this, I've got this past. What could God possibly do with that? Or also, what does God have for me in the future? You know, John, we were talking about this a little bit yeah. about really even the purpose of this, this show, this program is to say, hey, how yeah. can we move forward? Yeah. Well, right. And, and Ricardo, I, I see you now and just how, you know, passionate you are for, for God and, 
just how your life's been transformed. You know, you have the light of Christ mm-hmm. in yeah. you. Yeah. And and you've shared with me just, you know, who you were before and what you kind of thought of Christian people and stuff. You oh, know, yeah. I think that that story. You <laughs> yep. want to share that story a little bit? I thought, well, well, I mean, I, I basically thought Christians were a bunch of hypocrites for a long time. <laughs> you know, just the Bible thumper is going to come yeah. hit you over the head. And that was one of the things when I initially joined a small group here. Actually, I went first, one of the first small groups I joined in this church was a marriage small group and that my wife had signed us up to yeah. or, you know, and the whole ride, I didn't, I didn't want to go to this group and the whole ride over to this house. I'm sitting there like yelling at my wife and getting mad at her. And, you know, I'm like, why did you sign us up for this? Uh-huh. I, I don't need this. You know, our marriage is fine. What's wrong with our marriage? There's nothing <laughs> wrong with our marriage. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> this guy was wrong in our yeah. marriage, you know? My, my attitude, yeah, there wasn't like physical fights. There mm-hmm, wasn't financial right, right, struggles, right. but there was a lot of struggles within me where I was like, hmm, I didn't realize I'm hurting my wife this way. Oh, wow. I didn't realize I'm yeah. hurting my marriage. It's like this eventually could lead to problems down the road. Right, right, right. And it's crazy because the guys, so I walk into this guy's house and the first thing I do is, I look at him and I'm, I'm from Chicago. I might be from the South side, but I'm a diehard Cubs fan. No White Sox for me. <laughs> but I walk into this house and this guy's wearing a Brewers hat, wearing a Brewers t-shirt. And I'm like, really? Mm. You brought me to a guy's house from Milwaukee? <laughs> I'm like, come on. And so I, I really wasn't it's not having starting off strong already. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I mean, this is right before I even walk in the door and he's standing right. there and he's like, don't worry. Come on in. Come on in. We'll, we'll, we'll pray that out of you. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, come on. Pray that out of yeah. me. <laughs> you know? So, well, we walk into his house and, you know, we start getting with the group and we're going around. Everybody's giving an introduction of who they are and what, and, you know, who our spouse is and things like that. And instead of being grateful for somebody opening up their home to me, the first things that come out of my mouth are, I want, I want to make this a point that I don't want to be here. Oh, wow. I am yeah. here because my wife wants me here <laughs> and I don't see anything wrong. I mean, I was just a com- complete buffoon, you know, yeah. the way I acted. And it's funny because the guy's house who we were at, he's a carpenter and he had a shop adjacent to his house. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in the construction field and the first thing he does is, you know, he, he just lets me be me, you know, he lets me rant and rave. And mm-hmm. after the the group, he starts talking to me and he goes, hey, come on, let me show you my shop, you know? So he takes me out there and he finds something that's relatable to me. Cool. And he starts showing so me good. his shop, showing me his tools mm-hmm. and everything he's got going on. And so I didn't realize what he was doing at the time, but week by week, little by little, he was chipping away at me and chipping mm-hmm. away at me. And now to this day, he's one of my best friends. And mm-hmm. wow. it's so awesome, you know? Even though he's a Brewers fan. Even though he's a Brewers <laughs> fan, I forgive him. him for it. Yeah. 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 That's awesome, Ricardo. <laughs> yeah. But but I guess what I was, I was trying to get to is just you've been transformed. Talk a little bit about how Christ has transformed your life today. Well, Christ has transformed my life radically. I mean, we're, yeah. I don't even know where to begin sometimes, you know? It's just, I mean, we were... I got involved in a men's group, you know, at one point, and I thought the guy who was running the the, the men's group there at his house was having like 30 people there. And <laughs> I I was like, he doesn't even know half these guys and they're just walking in and out of his house. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I grew up in a place where even if you were home, you locked every door right. and you didn't let anybody right. in. Mm-hmm. And so he's letting all these strangers walk into his house and, you know, get into different groups and walking in different rooms in his house. And I thought he was nuts. And so here we are years later, 
I brought a small group over. We broke off because it got so big into my house. And next thing I know, I'm like, love that. I'm doing exactly what I was criticizing this guy for. Yeah. You know? Wow, it's powerful. And it it, it yeah. really is, you know. And I've gotten in, involved in this men's group that we have going on now. And I feel it's one of the things that God's called me to. You know, he's he's taken me from I've always manipulated people and led people. He gave me a gift of talking and being able yeah. to have people follow me. And the problem is I always led people down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. You know, I was always leading them astray. I was out getting in like I said yeah. earlier, getting into trouble and doing things like that. And I was bringing people down with me because they were listening to everything I was having to say and following me. Nowadays, the Lord has put it on my heart that I want you to take that gift I've given you and be able to use it to transform other men who've struggled like you, who've, been, yeah. who've hit rock bottom, That's who've so been great. down to the ground, you know? And I want you to lift them up and guide them and bring them, instead of bringing them to trouble, bring them to my kingdom, That's bring great, them man. to me, you know, help them find salvation. Wow. And so mm. it's one of the biggest things that he's put on my heart is to find other men who need me out there in this world and, you know, show them that I'm like that Amazing Grace song, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this wretch like me could be saved, right. you know? Wow. It's like anybody can be saved, you know? That's Jesus it. is here for everyone. and. I'm here to help spread it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, Ricardo, what advice would you have for other people hearing your story, you know, for the, this next chapter in their life? What would you say your guidance for them would be saying, hey, if I could, if you could talk back to yourself yeah. and say, hey, younger Ricardo, could you please listen to this? <laughs> We'd be here for hours. if I <laughs> But no, um, I think consistency is one of the biggest things because yeah. at least for me, at first, I didn't want to be involved in the church. I didn't want to yeah. be involved in any of these groups. I didn't want to be open to Christ. Yeah. And I found that showing up every Sunday to church, showing up every Tuesday night to small group, yeah. even though I wasn't feeling it at first, that consistency was God wanted me just to give him my heart. Right, right. And he was going to work on the rest of it. Yeah. He was going to yeah. change me That's radically. So and it's little by little. So, I mean, it's not one of those things that... I mean, there's some people out there that have been changed overnight, you know, yeah, like, that didn't happen to me. Yeah. My, mine took a while. It was a walk that little by little, it was just like, hmm, that got lifted off my shoulders. And mm-hmm. Yeah. A little yeah. And then this got lifted off my shoulders. And next thing I know, it's like, wait a minute, those 80 pounds of baggage, where are they at? They're gone. They're gone. Right. Yeah. Wow. And That's so good. I mean, it took some time. So I tell guys not to expect that their life's going to change overnight Yeah. to just stay consistent and make sure that they're continuously showing up to church, continuously reaching yes. out to the guys or family members that they meet in this church yes. you know, so mm-hmm. that they keep them accountable, keep you coming back. Absolutely. And that is such great guidance and really wisdom for people, especially people who have friends or family members they're praying for from their perspective. They're saying, why am I not seeing a change? Well, maybe it's just so gradual. It's like watching your kids grow up or watching someone grow older. You don't see it until you look back at different snapshots Mm -hmm. of years and things like that. But we want to give people an opportunity or listening to either first receive that salvation that you received. Some people might be listening going, I don't know how I ended up listening to this program or watching this, but I want to get that hope that you now have. And then also for others to pray with us, we're going to pray a prayer of salvation to be praying that those friends or family members they've been hoping for would also experience that hope. So let's all do that together. Yeah. I'm going to pray in a way where anyone listening can join in along. So I'll pray at a pace where you can say this out loud. And if you're saying this for someone else, you can be praying this both in gratitude for what God's done for you, but also praying this over them saying, God, I pray that they would receive this. So let's all go to the Father together. So let's pray this. Pray after me. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I admit that I need you. 
I admit that I need you. I have sinned and fallen short of your standard. I have sinned and fallen short of your standard. But you can make my life right. But you can make my life right. Take my life and make it whole. And make it whole. Lord Jesus, I give you my heart first. Lord Jesus, I give you my heart first. And I know that my actions and life will follow. And I know that my actions and life will follow. Thank you for dying and rising again for me. Thank you for dying and rising again for me. I know one day I will be with you in heaven. I know one day I will be with you in heaven. Now I am saved. Now I am saved. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, if you prayed that, I encourage you. The Bible says that anyone who confesses with their mouth and believes in their heart, and actually in opposite order, that they will be saved. So what we want to encourage you to do is to reach out to somebody like much like all of us, any story that you hear at some point, you began to tell people. And really in this setting, it's a great opportunity. There's so many different resources that are available through online resources, things like that, but you need to tell a person, not just a screen. So we encourage you find a local church. Uh, If you want some help with that, you can reach out to us at destinyworship.com. We'd be happy to do that. Or any friend or family member, you know, who's a believer, they will know this isn't a secret. It's been going on for a long time, <laughs> but this road to redemption, you know, so many people, what comes to mind is they think of like maybe Paul and this thing where there's a blinding light and all of a sudden there's this huge change. You, for you, that blinding light was over the course of many, many, many years. And so let's let's be encouraged with Ricardo, with your story. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thank you. Oh, no, thank, thank you for having me. I loved it. Absolutely. Well, and we'll just quote Jesus when he was speaking in the book of John, that he doesn't call you a slave anymore. He calls you a friend because a slave doesn't know what his his master is doing. But in this case, the father, he's sharing life with you, not only life, but life more abundantly. So God bless you. Thank you so much for listening with this and hope it encourages you. Feel free to share it with some friends and family. God bless you. 